Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 857, for Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. This is the BGG Top Ten Edition, a quarterly look at the highest-ranked games on Board Game Geek. Uh, this is data from April 1st, just a few days ago. Repeating at number 10 for the second time, in its fourth quarter on the list, Spirit Island by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with a rating of 8.153. That is a five-point decline from where it was last quarter, the first time its rating has declined, at least since it's reached the top ten. Uh, very likely it's one of the first times it's ever done so. We're going to see in that a theme in this week's, uh, this quarter's list, because there's a lot of decline on the list. Uh, there's a big reason for the stuff up higher, which we'll get to. I don't quite understand the stuff in the middle of the list losing it, suddenly losing as many points as it has. But we actually only have two games that have gained in rating from January 1st. And that's very uncommon. Usually it's about half the list is gaining. The last time we only had two games gain, you had to go all the way back to January of 2016, a little over seven years ago, when Pandemic Legacy jumped all the way up into the number one spot. That was one of the two. So most games losing a little ground. Five points for Spirit Island, three points for the next game on the list. After six quarters at number eight, stepping back one to number nine, Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.165, 12 points more than Spirit Island. Uh, the delta between those two is actually two points the other direction. The gap has expanded from 10 to 12 uh, after shrinking from 16 to 10 going into last quarter. So uh, those two games are relatively close together. Now, Star Wars Rebellion's rating, I just want to talk about for a minute, because even though this is uh, yeah, a larger decline, it's been one of the most consistent ratings performers that we've seen. If you go all the way back to July of 2017, okay, so nearly six years ago, when it was in its first, fourth quarter on the chart, it had climbed to a rating of 8.155, about 10 points, well, exactly 10 points, uh, lower than where it is right now. It then continued to climb into the next year, into April of 2018, when it peaked at 8.170, 15 points higher over that nine-month period. Then it started to fall backwards, uh, not con continually, but generally speaking, as a rating lowered so that by January of 2020, it was back down to 8.155. Then it reversed course, and over the next year and a half, climbed back up to that previous peak of 8.170, eventually peaking in October of 2021, a year and a half ago, at 8.173. Well, since then, it has lost eight points of rating back to 8.165. But the point is that over the last nearly six years, it has 
just kept its rating in this range between 8.155, 8.173, a narrow 18-point range, and it's just been kind of drifting around in there. Very unusual. Very unusual. Usually it's a much more uh, like a hill, right? Like it goes up, and then it comes down. Sometimes it goes up fast. Sometimes it goes up slow. Sometimes it drops fast. Sometimes it drops slow. But it doesn't usually just kind of meander in the same narrow range. One of the games that has gained in rating, uh, the game that displaces Star Wars Rebellion, climbs one position for the third consecutive quarter. After falling out of the top 10 to number 11, it has gone now from 10 to 9 to 8. War of the Ring, the second edition, by Roberto de Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepatello, published by Ares Games, with a rating of 8.168. Just three points more than Rebellion, on a gain of eight points, so an 11-point swing between those two games. And a War of the Ring is probably cemented in the number eight position for a little while, anyway. Uh, it's continuing to add rating. This 2012 release has really never stopped adding to its rating from one quarter to the next. But there's a bit of a gap up to the number seven position. Uh, re- this is the sixth quarter in the top ten for War of the Ring. By the way, Star Wars Rebellion in its 26th quarter, the second longest running game in the top ten. Meanwhile, in its ninth quarter in the top ten, repeating at number seven, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.215. 47 points more than War of the Ring, but a big decline of 22 from last quarter. The largest decline Jaws of the Lion has seen so far, its fourth consecutive decline, during which it's lost a total of 55 points. But the gap back to War of the Ring is 47. It's a 30-point delta this quarter. It was 18 last quarter, 22 the quarter before that. So uh, we could expect in two or three quarters to see War of the Ring surpass Jaws of the Lion. Repeating at number six for the second time, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.238, 23 points more than Jaws of the Lion, and a decline of 10 from last time. This is one of the larger declines for Terraforming Mars, its eighth consecutive decline, during which it has lost a total of 49 points. The delta between Terraforming Mars and Jaws of the Lion is 12 points. In favor of Terraforming Mars, Jaws of the Lion is falling faster. It was 9 points last quarter, 4 the quarter before that, so uh, Jaws of the Lion's decline is accelerating in relation to Terraforming Mars. They are getting further and further apart. Repeating at number 5 for the second time, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, Corey Kaneska, and Dane Beltrami, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.243, just five more than Terraforming Mars, and it is an eight-point decline this quarter. 
It's the third time that Twilight Imperium has lost ground over the last five quarters, during which time it has lost a total of 19 points. Uh, It jumped back over terraforming Mars last quarter, so its gap over the last three has gone from being four points behind to three points ahead, now to five points ahead. So these two games quite a bit closer than terraforming Mars and Jaws of the Lion, but the gap is still consistently widening. Repeating at number four for the third consecutive time in its fourth time on the list is the other game that has added rating this time around, Ark Nova by Matthias Vigge, published by Capstone Games, with a rating of 8.296, 53 more than Twilight Imperium, and a gain of 16, so a 24-point delta between those two, 24 points larger gap this quarter for Ark Nova over Twilight Imperium than last quarter. Ark Nova is quite settled in this number four spot. It doesn't look like it's really going to move either up out of it or fall out down out of it uh, anytime in the near future. Well, now we get to our uh, really uh, interesting part of the list. So at number three, after 21 consecutive quarters at number one is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with a rating of 8.395. That is 99 points more than Ark Nova. Let's talk about this for just a minute. First of all, uh, the fact that it has gone from number one to number three is historically a real aberration. When Pandemic Legacy left the number one position, it then fell back to number two, where it spent 19 quarters. When Twilight, Twilight Struggle fell out of number one, it went to number two, where it spent three quarters. When Puerto Rico fell out of the top the spot the second time, it went to number two, where it spent three quarters. When Agricola fell out of the top spot, it went to number two, where it spent three quarters. When Puerto Rico fell out of the top spot the first time, it went to number two, where it spent seven quarters until it reclaimed the top spot. So Gloomhaven becomes the first game to fall from number one to number three. There is a very specific reason for that. And at this moment, it isn't number three, really, by much. So let's go up into the number two spot for a minute. Repeat After two quarters at number three, moving back up one to number two, is Pandemic Legacy, season one, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.396. Just one point more than Gloomhaven. Now, uh, well, you know what? I think I need to go ahead and, and let's go ahead and cover the top spot that we can talk about all three top positions at the same time. Because after two quarters at number two, finally cementing its long ascent to the top at number one, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with a rating of 8.427. 
31. More than Pandemic Legacy and 32. More than Gloomhaven. This is the 14th quarter on the list for Brass. It spent a long time in number three uh, trying to overhaul Pandemic Legacy, which it finally did back in October. And as I predicted in the January edition, here is Brass at number one in April. Now, what I didn't predict was Gloomhaven's sudden demise. Let's now take a look at these three games' performance over the last quarter. Brass lost six points. This is the first time its rating has declined after 13 quarters of ascent. Pandemic Legacy lost 18 points. That's three times its decline from the quarter before and double its decline before that is the largest decline Pandemic Legacy has ever seen. It has lost ground 19 times in the last 20 quarters, that's the last five years, during which time it's lost a total of 105 points. But meanwhile, Gloomhaven lost 51 points, by far its largest decline, its 17th consecutive decline, during which it's lost now 226 points. But that 51-point decline is triple its declines from the last several quarters. It's been losing ground at a much faster rate than Pandemic Legacy, but again, triple. So, what happened? Well, the story goes something like this. It was the middle of February when Brass finally climbed above Gloomhaven and took over the number one spot, moving Gloomhaven to number two. Uh, As I understand the story, I haven't done a a deep dive on all of the vagaries of it, but at that point, there was a thread on the Gloomhaven forum saying, hey, Gloomhaven isn't number one anymore. Let's do something about it. And at that point, there Uh, We saw a return to the old ratings bashing game. Way back when Agricola finally took over from Puerto Rico, we saw the same thing happen. Uh, Both the game's ratings started to decline. They continued to bash each other, more or less, for the next year and a half, and then Twilight Struggle just went right past both of them. Well, here, uh, something similar has happened, except that While Gloomhaven had a negative effect on Brass's rating, there was then a retaliation. And way more people went over and started giving downvoting Gloomhaven, giving it ratings of one, than were giving ratings of one to Brass. So that Brass lost a little bit of rating, but Gloomhaven lost a bunch and fell all the way down to number three. Well, at that point, now, not only is Brass a threat, but so is Pandemic Legacy. And so there was a lot of one ratings being given to Pandemic Legacy so that it would not be also above Gloomhaven. So that's why all three games have lost such a a staggering amount of rating for their recent historical performance. Now, I kind of thought that some of those one ratings would be sort of eliminated once 1st of March came around, because the first of each month, uh, Board Game Geek runs a more uh, I don't know, intensive 
detailed version of its algorithm so that uh, it can get a more precise rating. That's why I do this list at the first of the month. But it didn't. It didn't pick it up. However, as I said, the gap between Pandemic Legacy and Gloomhaven is only one point. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Gloomhaven go back above Pandemic Legacy. But the historical trend, even though it was a dramatic shift to get us to where we are, this is where we were headed. Brass was going to be number one. Uh, Whatever rating shenanigans one side or the other played, Brass was on his way to the top. And Pandemic Legacy was going to pass Gloomhaven again at some point. Well, that some point was going to be, I'm taking a look at last time, it was going to be about three quarters away. So it probably would have been closer to the end of the year that Pandemic Legacy would have clawed its way back above Gloomhaven. That got accelerated a little bit. I would not be surprised, as I said, to see Gloomhaven get back above Pandemic Legacy for a little while. But ultimately, this is where it's going to end up. Number three, whether it can reclaim the number two spot again for July 1st, I don't know. But it has settled into number three. And at its rate of normal decline, okay, its rate of normal decline, which is like somewhere between 15 and 20 points a quarter, if Arc Nova just keeps its rating even, right, doesn't gain anything but doesn't lose anything, that gap between Arc Nova and Gloomhaven will be eroded in about a year and a half. Uh, but if Arc Nova continues to gain, well, this time it had a 16-point gain, last time it was a 9-point gain, uh, let's say it gains 9 points. Well, then we could be looking at maybe as little as a year, maybe even the first of next year, when Arc Nova ascends above Gloomhaven. But that's a lot of talk about Gloomhaven, which I guess we have to acknowledge the 21-quarter run, which is longer than Twilight Struggle spent at number one by a quarter, although not quite as long as Puerto Rico was at the top. However, let's end on the positive note which is a brand new number one on the site. And as has been true for the last three, there's really no foreseeable challenger to this number one position. Arc Nova is sitting back of brass by 131 points. And though there is a 22-point delta this time, which again would suggest at that rate, passing it in a year and a half, Last time the Delta was only six. So if Arc Nova were to gain at that rate, it's going to take forever for it to uh, catch up to brass. So we have a new number one on the site. Barring any further rating shenanigans, uh, we would expect that to continue for quite some time. For Wednesday, April 5th, 2023.